0: You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm Nick Fairby, Red right for Pittsburgh Shorts Now. Call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And today, folks, obviously it's Christmas Eve, so we'll have a Christmas-themed episode, if you will. Things that we can wish for as Pitt fans, we might want as Pitt fans for Christmas, we'll talk about it. We'll have a little bit of a, I don't know, Santa gift thing If you will, of an episode, we'll talk about it and we will start with offensive coordinator talk. And that's all coming up here on Locked On Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit podcast your first listen. Every day, folks, so you appreciate it all the time. Make sure to leave that review, give me feedback, all that good stuff, folks. I always appreciate that from my dear viewers. Now, folks, it's a Christmas episode, I know. You know, Christmas Eve we might be listening to this on Christmas. What can we as pit fans want? <laughs> well, I'll get into things that you know we might want to wish for as pit athletics, you know, fans, but there's not much. I'll say this there's not much that if you're pit you would want to you would want to wish for at least on the football side, right? I mean, how could you? You got Keaton Slovis. you got the whole linebacker. Now, there there are minor things like, you know, Cam Bright to come back to help out the linebacker depth, Desmond Alexander to come back. Like there there are guys you would be like, "Okay, I want those back." But I think the bigger thing is we want a good OC. You want a good offensive coordinator. And so instead of, you know, talking about Say things I would want for football because there's just not much. Let's talk about offensive coordinators and let's talk about with Kedon Slovis in the offensive line coming back, realistic candidates maybe that that pick could get or or guys that make sense at least for that. You know, who fits the Kedon Slovis mold? Who fits that overall? And, and I think there are a few names out there that at least give you the impression that okay this dude makes sense with Kedon Slovis or or this is the type of scheme you would want to run with Kedon Slovis because I think you would want to run and more more importantly you would want to run a pro style offense because Kedon Slovis he's not I don't want to say he's he's not scheme divergent is what I will say. You're not running the Go Go offense with him, which unfortunately as I hate to say right here, right now, unfortunately, and it makes me sad to say this, I don't think you're running the go-go offense. I'm sorry, I just can't see the go-go offense with Keaton Slovis. Now, the one aspect of the go-go offense he would kill it at is the quick, quick game action. Slovis is such a good quick game processor; knows where to get his eyes and knows how to get to that point where you're when you're in the quick game and you're on you're in rhythm-based passing, where he can use his anticipation and throw guys open. Oh, man, he's really good in that aspect. But a pro-style offense also does that at a higher level and does it to all three levels. So you, when you talk about what he could fit into, you're probably going to look for guys that run more pro-style schemes. and You're going to look for guys that maybe fit into the mold of, hey, here's a three-level progression. They run some balance. They have some experience. You know, guys that you would want. I think, to fit this type of offense, for example. You know, the Mark Whipple-ish type offense. I've talked about it before on here, but I would imagine if he came to Pitt, they wouldn't change the offense too, too much. I think Chris Beatty has legitimate clout within the Pat Narduzzi headspace, and I think he's a guy that, if he's willing, I know he just left to become the Chargers wide receiver coach and everything, but if he's willing to come back for the offensive coordinator job at Pitt, You have a guy that has has pro-style experience. You have a guy that knows what it's like to be in the NFL now. You have a guy that knows what's like Pitt. He's the best Tidewater recruiter maybe in the nation. You have a guy here that could kill it both on the recruiting trail and potentially keep that schematic continuity here. And that's a huge thing, I think, for Pitt overall is when you're looking at stuff like that is, okay, you could find a guy like Chris Beatty who could maybe do that. Again, he's pro- unproven, though, as a coordinator. So there is that. So I don't want to act like there's no cons to that. There certainly are. But I think he's an interesting candidate for a guy like Slovis. I'll also say this. I think when you look at potential coordinators who have been around the game for a while and know what a pro-style offense looks like, David Cutcliffe immediately jumps out to me. You know, this is a guy that has coached everyone from Peyton Manning to, you know, Eli Manning to Daniel Jones to a ton of these really high-level quarterbacks. You know, he's a quarterback guru, if you will, and he's a guy that that knows what he's doing. He knows his way around an old-style offense, the West Coast-style offense. You know, where, where there is a, an implemented quick game into everything. And Keaton Slovis, who could look for that little jolt. I think Cutcliffe is a very interesting guy to call. You know, if he's content with, with retirement and after leaving Duke and all that, that's cool. But I would call up Keaton. I would call him up uh, and, and see what he kind of wants. Because, man, I think that would be a real good hire for them. In terms of just logistical schematics. And when you're looking at that type. Now... Guys who I don't think fit that well, you know, a guy like Dan Mullen, for example. You know, I'll tell you another guy who could be a great hire is Tom Herman. I think, you know, while he might not be as pro-stylish, um, he has uh, spread concepts, but but that's becoming more of a more and more mixed as you kind of go up and up. But Herman would be a great hire, I think, for Pitt, and and, and what he does fits perfectly with Keaton Slovis. Again, that that it's a rhythm based offense and everything. Um, but but you look at Slovis and, and you say you want some pro style elements into that. So Herman would fit perfectly. You know, he's not a full on pro style like Whipple was, but he's got elements to that game, and he's not a guy that you need you know, the special mobile quarterback for either. And again, not that Slovis isn't mobile, but he's not a guy that is going to run regularly at a whim. It's just not the best part of his game. So these, you know, that that's a few guys I, I can think of for sure. I, I think that would fit into that mold. You know, the guys that have experience or have connections and, and would like and it would be Pat doozy like hires. You know, because, again, you need to know your way around an offense to be with Pat Narduzzi. You need to know your way around being an offensive coordinator. Usually he hires very experienced guys, or at least guys he knows very, very well. And so, when you look at guys like that, man, it makes sense, right? When you look at someone like, for example, Tom Herman, I think that's a great hire for Pitt. That would be a fantastic hire for them. You know, another guy that that could even be a potential hire, you know, he he doesn't have uh, anything out there right now, but someone like a a Kevin Sumlin, for example, could potentially work. You know, he's a guy that has plenty of experiences. Um, He's a guy that has plenty of spread offense experience. Coach Drew Brees, um, Coach Case Keenum. Uh, it's coach Johnny Manziel. Um, it's coached guys like this. You know, a very wide array of, of different quarterbacks that he's coached and, and has proven maybe he can develop them and, and has showcased um the ability to do that. So that that could be something that when you look at from Pitt as well. You know, some guy like that, another experienced head coach that could come and give some wisdom. Um, to Keaton Slovis and, and be a guy like that. So these are just some examples um, that I wanted to throw out that could maybe work with a guy like Slovis and a guy that, that would fit his mold and all, that's realistic within the Narduzzi mold. So unless Narduzzi throws his curveball and gets someone that maybe doesn't have lots of his experiences as a young hotshot that he really hasn't hired before, these are just a few names I'm going to throw out that I think fit well uh, with what Pitt is looking for. But folks, we'll go to our first wish coming up next after the break. But first, I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the Pro Football Playoff. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Podcast. And folks, today, the College Football Playoff Preview 2021, it dropped. It just dropped today. Local experts, betting advice, draft analysis, folks. It's the most comprehensive College Football Playoff Preview. Began today on Friday. And folks, listen to me. We let me and Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. We dropped a Peach Bowl Preview over there. Make sure to go check it out. It's good stuff, folks. And now, let's head on to what I would wish on my very short Christmas pit list. It's not very much, folks. And I know some of you guys might have some uh, more robust things. You know, you might have very specific things. Um, You know, trust me, there are many things you can wish about in pit athletics, I guess. Um, You know, that that are very... Low end, you know, I think many of you will wish for a on-campus stadium, for example, but let's stay, let's stay realistic here because that's not happening anytime soon. We know that's not happening anytime soon. Um, And and we know, you know, I'm not going to say things like, I want Pitt to win a national championship in football. Like it could happen eventually, but that's not immediately, a clearly going to happen. Or I wish for a Pitt men's basketball title this year, not going to happen. But we will stay on Pitt men's basketball Uh, because, man, I think that that's the wish for every Pitt fan should be, man, I want Pitt men's basketball to be competent. That's what I want. I want a competent men's basketball program. Like, there is nothing more, nothing more that you can wish for than that. And that should be number one on all your lists because, listen, what else is there to wish for? I'm, I'm being real. Like, realistically, what else is there to wish for? If you are a fan of Olympic sports, like, a ton of Olympic sports. And I like the Olympic sports, too. I watch a lot of their games. I keep up with them. I know the players. Like, there's not much to wish for on the Olympic sports side of things. Seriously. Like, what are you going to wish for? Volleyball just made it to the Final Four. The men's soccer team just made back-to-back Elite Eight appearances. The women's soccer team is going up each year, and they have Randy Freakin' Waldrum as their coach. You go to the winner, the wrestling program is still really good. The gymnastics program was nationally prominent not too long ago, and they probably will be pretty good this year. Like, that's not an issue. So, the spring, I mean, maybe, maybe, and we'll talk about this with the second one, and I, I do have a specific second one that's relating to the spring Olympic sports. And it's also a passion of mine that I really like. So I I hope this. But even in the spring, there's not a ton. Because baseball just has best year ever. And they're poised to hopefully have a better year this year. And maybe finally get to the College World Series. They got a lacrosse team now. So you have an exciting new program to get excited about. You know, down there at Highmark Stadium. That'll be fun. So yeah, there's not much to wish for. There's just not much. It's tough to kind of look at it. Like... What are you, unless you are a diehard fan of, you know, swimming and diving, or cross-country and track, and you are a diehard of those, and you want to, you know, pluck something specifically from there, there's not that much, so, really, the men's basketball team, it, you know, we didn't even talk about the women's basketball team, they're after their best start in how long, so, there's not much to wish for, but the men's basketball program is the glaring eyesore of the athletic university right now. Like I'm just Pitt athletics; it's the eyesore completely. Like there's it's pro it's easily their worst program, easily the worst program. Like man, so so Pitt overall, they just need a, a program that was once their best by far, where they were having very 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 great attendance numbers and everything. You just know. I know you want it to, I know you want the Pete to be rocking again. I know that you want to feel that electricity in the Pete, the Oakland Zoo that's jumping, the big shots, the close games, the games that matter, the games that make you feel nervous and and make you wonder what Pitt's going to do again. I got a little bit of a taste of that when Pitt played St. John's at this Madison Square Garden. It just reiterated to me how bad I want that team to get back to prominence. You know, you want a coach that can lead the program, that can recruit, that can keep them together, that can get them to at least the the middle-of-the-pack ACC team that can maybe push for a tournament bid eventually. You want, you want that to be there. You want that energy in the P. You want the energy around the men's basketball program, man. You saw it a little bit last year. When Pitt actually got going, and they beat Duke, and everyone was declaring, they're back. They weren't. But you could feel it. You could feel the energy start to return, start to creep back into Pitt basketball. And, and man, that was fun. That was really, really fun. And I hate that it lasted all of about a week, because Pitt then went and dropped a really bad game to Wake Forest, got blown out by Notre Dame, and oh boy, everything went downhill from there. But listen, that's the type of thing when you look at it. It's just, it's the one thing you, you look at and you say, I really wish, I really wish they were good at that. And for some universities, it's not the men's basketball program. For some universities, it's a much lesser program. But for Pitt... Not being good at men's basketball, it's an eye sword because of the history of that program. The history of that program is iron tough, you know, true styling defense, you know, players that give you trouble that make the other team have the headaches. Sam Young, Carl Krauser, Jerome Brown, you know, Gilbert Brown. Let's just go recently. Sheesh. If you want to go real recent, and, and we're not... I'm talking recent. You know, guys like Justin Champagny were that. They gave the other teams headaches. You want to go, you know, first, maybe five, six years ago, Michael Young, Jamel Artis. You know, you wish you had that sharpshooter, that Iron tough sharpshooter like an Ashton Gibbs or a Ronald Ramon. You wish you had a guy that... That could be a, a solid point guard like LeVance Fields or or Trey Woodall. You wish you had those guys. You just don't have them now. You wish you had those Iron Tough bigs you could root for. That were like Gary McGee, Aaron Gray, DeJuan Blair. You wish. Chevy Troutman. Like, you wish you had these guys, and you don't. And you have some guys to root for. Obviously, Big John Hughley's fun to root for. And it's fun to see Femi when he's going off. And it's fun to root for these guys. But, man, you just wish that, that Pitt felt prominent. And you started to feel it a little bit last year. And that's the sad thing. If Pitt had X and and Champagne and, and Tony still, you could feel what this program would look like. It would look way different. And that's why that's that biggest wish. If, if I was making that list, you know, just, just hearing the Pete rocking again. Making things that would, that would like, fill, the, fill your heart again with, you know, actual care. Because, listen, Pitt fans, I feel like, at large, they're apathetic to this program right now. There's not, I don't see a ton of buzz. You know, I saw buzz when Pitt won that game against St. John's because it was at Madison Square Garden. That's, like, one of the games that Pitt fans were just going to watch regardless. Just because it is the big game. It is the Madison Square Garden game. It's Pitt's return to Madison Square Garden. You know the New York City pipeline. Like, you know that pipeline. So Pitt feels like, man, they were close. And so you know when you have that energy in this program and you wanted to go somewhere, that's what you would wish for as a Pitt fan, the men's basketball program to be fixed. That's it. Competent. You know, I don't know if it's ever going to reach the levels it once was. It doesn't have to be at that level, though. You don't have to have that level of success. You just want a team that that can compete in the ACC make the tournament and make things fun for fans. This right now isn't fun. It's made things apathetic to fans, and that's the overall vibe of the program, and that's unfortunate. Folks, when we come back, I will talk about my second wish and what I would have for Pitt overall. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Bilt Bar. Do you want a protein bar? that's both delicious and healthy, well I got you. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate with amazing glowing calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy, along with so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, you have them all, and you will love them. All Built Bar gives you that extra food you need to bust down those mall doors and battle out all the holiday shoppers. And folks, Built Bar can give you that something extra you need for your day. And listen. I know you're friends with Santa. So tell Santa to throw a few of those built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. So folks here's the offer. Go to Bilt.com. Use our promo code LOCK15. And get 15% off of your order of built Bars. Folks use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. I had a second wish, and I'm going to throw this one out, because there's a wish I have with this team, and with this university, in terms of athletics. Well, let's see this, because the wish I would have, and I think it's one that a lot of people aren't going to share, but I wanted to discuss it, and it's a... Well, when we get to the spring, we might talk about it a little bit more. But, you know, there's nothing with pit football. I gave you Pitt men's basketball. Again, all the other programs are booming. So, what else am I going to point to? Because every other program is booming. I think a volleyball national championship would be really cool. Uh, I would like that to happen. But I'll tell you what else. There's that one program I didn't mention. It was the softball program. And... Honestly, this is going to be my second wish. I wish the softball program would be where it was five, six years ago. Because this program has gone off the deep end right now. You know? it It's not what it once was. And that's a sad thing. In fact, they've fallen off a cliff to where most of these, you don't even expect them to win. Like, legitimately. It is honestly a pretty sad one right now. It's a pretty sad program where there's not a ton of talent. There's some young talent, Cammy Thompson's stud, but there's not a ton of talent there to where you say, oh my goodness, this could be huge for Pitt. Like, Pitt's fun. And they were points last year where they scored a ton of runs and the pitching was terrible. That's, you know, that it's actually, I'll say this. Softball, Pitt softball's fun because they score a lot and they don't. They don't. They allow a ton of runs. That's the thing. They're high octane, but they aren't fun to watch in the field, man. Teams go around on them like it is nothing. It's fun for teams to come to Pitt because Pitt had some of the worst pitchers in in ACC softball, like legitimately. That was tough to watch at times, but here's the thing. Go watch college softball, specifically the college the college softball world Series. like just go watch it and you'll see how fun it is how fun good softball high competitive college softball is it's actually one of the funniest thi- funnest things you'll watch and you know we'll see some we'll see some things where you know there are people starting to get into it you know where we're talking about like volleyball for example like people are getting into volleyball and college volleyball and i just saw recently college volleyball actually like out I, they were was more watched more than the MLS was like really like that's a lot of people watching volleyball the national championship was watched by over a million people 1.19 million that's a lot of people and so the i also remember the college softball world series had similar numbers in terms of having big time numbers and having a fun college college softball program is a really really fun thing to watch because college softball has this really weird atmosphere where it's high octane every pitch It feels like there's something riding on it. It's really fun to watch college softball, especially postseason college softball, and it's such a high tempo game. And again, it's not too long. You know, it's not like baseball where you have to sit through nine innings. It's it's not. It's shorter. It's also more exciting. You can kind of palpate the excitement. From the teams, literally, when you're there on the field, it's fun. The camaraderie is just so much there. And, and you feel like part of that unit. And, and it's fun to watch because, man, good softball and big moments. It seems like every college softball World Series, there's a big home run. There's something, even in the even in the tournaments, you know, even in the ACC tournament or, or whether it may be a conference tournament, there's big hits. And in games, it happens all the time. It's an exciting sport. So I, I personally, that's a bias of mine. Again, I really like college softball. So I'm a fan of that, and I would like my team to actually be there. So so you know, I can root for them. Um can't do that right now. I, I'd certainly root for them, but they're not a, a good enough team that where I to where I could say, yes, I like that team in, in the postseason. That's my team, but I think that Pitt overall. Um, hopefully he can get there, and that's something that I really look forward to. Might need a coaching change, but we'll talk about that if it comes in the spring. Because again, that is something I look at, and and I really would like for Pitt to have because college softball, when it's at its best, man, it's fun, and I hope Pitt can join that crew. All right, folks, that's all here on this Christmas edition. Folks, have a merry merry Christmas and happy holidays as well. Here from Locked On Pitt, as always. Thanks for listening, folks. And as always, hail to pick.